Hello, and welcome to Future of London's City Bites podcast, where we share the knowledge, leadership, and connection that are core to FOL's 5,000-strong placemaking network. I'm Lisa Taylor, Executive Director of Future of London and Director of Coherent Cities. This episode of our leadership series is a short, sharp, behind-the-scenes chat with Leaders Plus grad and Pollard Thomas Edwards associate, Peter Watkins. In just over five minutes, like a proposal from London or Greater Manchester, Peter explains his roof plan for London proposal, what inspired it, and what's happening on this front. He'll also say a little bit about the process of creating a proposal and how to keep your ideas from going a little bit insane. If you haven't already, check out the YouTube video of Peter's proposal. It drew loads of questions, some of which I'll ask now. And check out the articles and the policy on green roofs that accompany this little multimedia bundle. You can find all of it at futureoflondon.org.uk. Just search a roof plan for London. First, Peter, what inspired you to choose this topic? The, the inspiration, it, it, it started where I live. Um, when I moved to London 15 years ago into an apartment block, it was sold as this uh, wonderful rooftop space for the residents to go up. You know, there were images of yoga, Pilates classes, uh, people enjoying the sunshine gazing over, over Islington rooftops. And in the end, 15 years later, it's still uh, just this barren wasteland of decking, some broken furniture left behind by quite a transient renting community. And it was just such a missed opportunity. So that got me thinking about my roof space and how I might solve that problem. And from there, I extrapolated into the square kilometres of roof space we've got in London that has the opportunity for, for something to happen. I think at the same time, you know, being an architect, very aware of the, you know, the housing crisis and the need to be reviewing all these spaces for, for rooftop development. But there have been reviews and reports done uh, between 2016 and 19, which highlighted all this available space. However, it also highlighted all the barriers to rooftop development for housing, policy, daylight, sunlight, uh, structural capacity. What I didn't want to do is go over all grounds but it made me think that there's a lot of data available. And those reviews had a very single focus on building new houses. Taking a step back from that, I was thinking about what opportunities have been missed. The benefits of doing this proposal in lockdown was the pandemic had highlighted all the other things we were missing, you know, the pressures on open space, the pressures on energy generation, on meeting as a community. And it was there that, you know, there was this germ of an idea. Could this, this space, which might not be suitable for housing, uh, be suitable for a whole gamut of other other things. Are you seeing anything start to happen? What was amazing was within a week of the presentation, my mentor Greg had sent me a, I think it was an FT article about a allotment garden that was being built on a on the roof of a mall in Hong Kong. Things are happening. Fortnum and Mason has bees on top of its roof and it sells it in its shop. You, you know, they get the press. I think the reason we're not seeing a lot of rooftop usage is still the barriers. Is it safe? Is it accessible? Is it structurally sound? My proposal looked to existing ways that we could quickly survey that and build it into this platform that filtered what could happen on each roof. I love that you've set something up so they could be ready to have a proposal that could be acted on if there was funding. That's right. There were a few funding streams highlighted, uh, the, the retrofit programme, the community space programme, uh, and also uh, revitalising areas which are currently underperforming. You know, these revenue streams exist, and there was the theoretical idea of tying into that. But what was underneath the proposal was that some of these interventions and uses might be very small, but it is something. And that, that, that links into that question about 
are all these rooftops safe for large community groups to, to use? But it might not be a large community group going up there. It might just be a, a trained PV panel engineer who goes up every six months because the platform's highlighted that there's an opportunity for some PV panels on this roof. On another one, it might be that beekeeper, one person on an agreed maintenance schedule. Where we find a roof that has structural capacity and balustrades that meet guidance, then you can start to investigate if it's something for a community group, making the most of any available open space that we've got as highlighted in the pandemic. Another question was about ownership or agency of the people who are in the buildings below. Had you thought about how they might have the right to decide about what happens above them. Yeah, absolutely. I think depending on what the solution is or what the opportunity is on any particular roof, that would then kickstart consultation with those existing residents. If the opportunity was just for some energy generation or maybe a, a green sedum roof, attenuating rainfall, or you know that consultation takes you in a certain direction and you'd hope those residents would be keen for that intervention to happen. Where you then might get into opportunities for people to go out there, if it's safe, if it's accessible, what the scheme wanted was that the people living in that building would be the beneficiaries of that if they're using a space within their own building and you're not necessarily bringing in people from uh, wider parts of London. But it would be really great if you've highlighted as a space available for a community within that building itself. One of the images you showed was a drone delivery. Do you think that's a thing? This was that moment of blue sky thinking, which uh, yourself and Mitha and everyone was encouraging to uh, take you off into the future and think how this thing might might grow. And I think at the time, it, there'd, there'd been that first successful drone pilot uber vehicle so it made the natural leap to what if our buildings have to turn upside down in the future suddenly we're all going to be landing on the top of them rather than arriving by road Peter's eyes just got bigger there thinking about the idea of the future. There's a downside to that too, where places like Sao Paulo, Brazil, where there's crime on the streets and the rich don't want to connect with anyone, they wall in their compounds and they come in by helicopter. We don't want that. I mean, it can be equitable as well, one hopes. I do want to ask about your process. You're an architect, you're visual. What was the way you did it and what would you recommend for others? The challenge I had was this started to cover a lot of interests. I had mapping, using data in, in clever ways. And the challenge was to keep it focused, keep it achievable, whilst hinting at some of these opportunities. I started with this idea because of a very personal issue with this building I lived in, and it grew from that small location into something bigger, rather than highlighting a problem that was across London and trying to solve it, which I must say, when you're in the course, the idea that we had to find a problem and solve it is very daunting. And I think that was why it was very useful to turn it around into just a, a small problem that you could see growing. If it's something you care about, it gives you the energy to you know, invest the time in it, the research. We were all working at the same time and we needed to carve out this space as the Future of London programme teaches you to do it. Anyone interested uh, in this idea, can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. I think it was Poplar Harker who, uh, there was a note in the chat, we've got lots of roofs. Let's have a think. There's definitely an opportunity and I'd be more than happy to, to chat to anyone about it. Peter, thank you so much. It's been lovely to chat with you. And I think this idea is great. Um, if anyone hasn't watched the proposal online, it's got ideas that you can take forward um, and hopefully we'll see something on a roof sometime soon. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you, Lisa. If you're set to deliver a Future London Leaders or Leaders Plus proposal, we hope this quick hit gives you some confidence and inspiration and the motivation to rehearse. For more on leadership and on urbanism issues ranging from community assets to culture, visit the City Bites pages at futureoflondon.org.uk. And if you're listening before October, get yourself registered for the Alumni 500 celebration at the South Bank Center. We'll be highlighting the ideas and contributions of alumni all over the country and having a great time. Thanks very much. I'm Lisa Taylor for Future of London and Coherent Cities. 
Take care and we'll see you out there. 